Banking executives and other private sector leaders met this week in Washington to discuss cybersecurity and information sharing strategies with President Obama. Here, Paul Smoser of BITS, the Technology Policy Division of the Financial Services Roundtable, shares his perspective about what this meeting means for financial services, domestically and internationally. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Paul, on October 29th, the president met with key executives from IT, financial services, and energy companies to talk about ways we can improve the security of the country's critical infrastructure. How unique was this meeting? Tracy, I think the meeting was unique in the sense that it shows the importance of this subject to the nation and the nation's critical infrastructure, but I don't think it was unique in the sense that this is the first time we have heard the administration speak to the subject. Obviously, it is a key subject for them. It is not the first time that they have spoken with CEOs about its importance, and it's certainly not the first time that they've spoken with uh, critical infrastructure industries about the importance. So unique in the sense that it continues to show this is an important issue for our country, but not unique in the sense that this is the first time that uh, we've seen the administration's commitment to this. And then, Paul, who were some of the key executives that were present at this meeting, and what companies did they represent? There were eight CEOs who were at the meeting. Three of them were from key financial services companies, MasterCard, Bank of America, and Visa. Uh, the rest were from a combination of some of the defense industry, some of the intelligence, uh, or I should say the companies that deal with cyber intelligence and support like Symantec and Intel. So a pretty good representation from CEOs in the financial services industry with three out of eight. I think that probably speaks to the importance that we as an industry have put on cybersecurity and the fact that uh, there's an expectation, I think, that uh, as an industry, uh, this will continue to be an extremely important subject to us. And then, Paul, what would you say was the catalyst for the president to call this meeting? Tracy, I think uh, the immediate catalyst beyond, you know, as I said earlier, just the importance of cybersecurity to the administration was the work that the administration has been able to complete to date, uh, particularly with regard to the president's February executive order on this subject. NIST has been working very diligently on a fairly key part of that executive order, which is the cybersecurity framework. And on October 22nd, released that framework in draft form. Uh, as of yesterday, a 45-day comment period that has opened up for the reaction to the framework. The expectation is that in February of 2014, the framework will be finalized. But I think uh, the, the issuance of the draft of the framework was probably the key stimulus for this meeting and to talk with key critical infrastructure CEOs about the importance of the framework and how the various industries may support it going forward. And then, Paul, what were some of the key topics to come out of this meeting for banking institutions? I think the recognition that we as a financial industry have been very heavily involved in the development of the framework. Uh, we have been participating in all of the public forums that NIST has had with regard to the framework development and the concepts around the framework. We've actually been working a bit with folks on ideas around how, if you recall, this is a voluntary framework, so what incentives and how might we implement incentives 
for organizations to adopt the framework uh, once it eventually becomes finalized. But I think you know most of the discussion was to make sure that there was a understanding about at least the direction of the framework. Was it moving in the right direction? Was it something that everyone could uh, believe would advance the importance of cybersecurity and more importantly make us a more secure nation? I think those were the key topics. I think secondarily there was some discussion as well as was recognized by the administration when they did issue the, both the executive order and the presidential policy directive in February of the need for additional uh, legislative action with regard to cybersecurity, particularly with regard to information sharing. Uh, so there was some discussion of that as well. Information sharing is an interesting topic, and of course, cyber intelligence has been a priority for financial circles for the last year in the wake of these DDoS attacks that have been waged against leading banking institutions by the self-proclaimed hacktivist group Alkazam Cyberfighters. But Paul, is privacy an increasing issue for banking institutions, especially when it comes to information sharing outside the financial services sector? And I'd, I'd probably answer that in a couple of different ways, Tracy. I, I would answer it first by saying privacy has always been a concern for financial institutions. Financial institutions have a responsibility and take the responsibility very seriously for protecting uh, private, non-public information about their customers that is mandated by regulation and law, but it's also just, I think, a fundamental tenant of the trust that financial institutions recognize their customers have in them. Having said that, I think there is, as we go into this debate around information sharing and privacy, I think there is often some confusion about the kinds of information that we're talking about sharing. Uh, we are not talking about sharing information about individuals. We're talking about sharing information particularly around the kinds of techniques, processes, software code, that is used in these attacks so that everyone can understand both where the attacks are coming from and the nature of the attacks to be able to defend themselves more effectively. So the discussions that revolved around information sharing obviously touch on protecting the critical infrastructure. What are some of the leading concerns there that revolved around some of these discussions related to critical infrastructure as well as some of the costs that might be associated with these types of protections? There's a recognition that security uh, does require an investment, obviously, but I think there's also a recognition that the lack of security comes with a cost, too. The cost of cleaning up an infected uh, environment, if you happen to be a company and you know you didn't have the right cybersecurity controls in place and you were attacked and, and subsequently needed to clean that up, you know, there's a cost with that, too. I think, as with most things, there is a growing recognition that the cost of prevention in the end is much less expensive than the cost of the eventual disease itself, if you would. So, you know, I think there will be a recognition that there will be additional investment needed, but I think, you know, particularly from a private sector perspective, uh, that prevention in the end will be a much less costly uh, event than, than having to deal with the after effects of an attack. And then, Paul, from BIT's perspective, what types of improvements would you like to see where public policies related to information sharing are concerned? I think fundamentally, Tracy, the, the biggest thing that we're looking for is really the concept of, of liability protection when it comes to good faith sharing of information. So if an organization is sharing information about an attack or an attacker and they're doing it truly believing that it involves a legitimate attack, they're doing it to protect others both within and, and 
beyond their industry even, that that act should not result in them somehow bearing liability either you know, in front of the bar in the, in the private sector or through some retaliation from a government agency in some way. So it, it is fundamentally sharing information in good faith should result in strong liability protection and, and arguably secondarily as well protection from disclosure under FOIA and to make sure that the company sharing it you know, is, is properly protected. And then Paul, before we close, could you explain how government should play a more prominent role in ensuring that banks and credit unions have the cybersecurity support and protection that they need? I think first I would recognize that you know, a number of the agencies are already very actively involved, either directly if something occurs or helping through Treasury to help the industry more broadly. I do think there are some areas that were noted in the executive order where I think we'd like to continue to see some expansion, the, the declassification of information from agencies so that it gets a broader airing would be something to continue to push on so that you know we're in the information sharing space. Not everything relies on people who have to be classified to get that information. That threat information can be disseminated a little more quickly if it's declassified. But even in situations where it's classified, I think it would be very helpful for us to be able to find ways to move more quickly and effectively in getting the right people classified in at least critical infrastructure organizations. You know, maybe by default that, you know, barring some you know, extraneous problem that by default the CEO, the general counsel, the CIO of critical infrastructure organizations almost automatically get a classified status so that information can be shared with them effectively. But I think, you know, generally we're seeing law enforcement and the security agencies, you know, effectively dealing with the industry either to help try and prevent or to help react if, if something does in fact happen. But I think those two things I just mentioned, which I know are the administration's goals as well, would be very helpful. Paul, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Sure, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Paul Smoser of BITS. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.